millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's no reason to make that sandwich unhealthy. This week, drop points at Firth Park for the third time in a row, but Robo Clark was defeated as Celtic take five and go top. And it's do or die against Salzburg. All this and more on this episode of 20 Minute Tips. Hello and welcome to episode 161 of 20 Minute Tims. This week I am joined in resplendent in the royal blue and red. That's what I like to see. Melly, you're looking staunch. Explain that tracksuit. Get the Brits in. <laughs> Get the Br- <laughs> Have you joined forces? Have you joined the dark side? We are the people. He's the people. <laughs> no, St- you, I suppose you better explain the tracksuit <laughs> now, now that you've said that twice. It's the team I coach. This is the, the coaching gear I've got. This is coaching gear. Stephen, you're Said balancing that. it here as you are in the, let me try and guess, guess the year, Melly. 2007? No, no, later than that. 2000, I reckon oh, 2013. No. I reckon this must have been, yeah. The, the guess is the 2013 yellow Magnus yeah, away strip. 12, 13 maybe, A I strip think, that yeah. I was vehemently against because it's basically just a Magnus t-shirt with a Magnus <laughs> logo in the middle. Anyway. I in fact, I like this one because it is the, it's the strip they wore in the... Petrov game remember the, the game for cancer yeah uh, uh, some years ago and it was the one and only time I got to see Dimitar Berbatov my, the, the beloved well, Dimitar Berbatov in the almost hoops he wore this yellow this yellow away kit so as we did at the beginning of the podcast I suppose we better get through some housekeeping and this week we are doing housekeeping of a different nature um, it's Christmas time and we are looking to do a little bit do our bit for charity yeah um, so we are launching a charity appeal on behalf of Chaz. Uh, if you don't know what Chaz is, Chaz is the children's hospice across Scotland. And what they do is they look after terminally ill children. And at Christmas every year they do their Christmas appeal. Um, and they just try and raise a bit of money for the hospices. And what you can do is, it's a little goes a long way. So for example, £18 allows a terminally ill child to have Christmas at home with their family with the help of a Chaz nurse or carer. Um, and how are we going to raise this money, Stephen? Well, people may have noticed at, at the recording sessions we do every Monday night, uh, we take pictures of what appears to be our equipment, but with a mug strategically placed in, li- the, in the kind of foreground. A little Easter egg, yes, yes, as you might call uh, it. And we've had a lot of people asking where they can get those. And the truth is, you can't, they don't actually, oh, that and Cham one is the only one in existence. Yep. It's a kind of novelty item. And the 20 Minute Tim's ones we, we give away uh, to, to patrons on occasion. But what we're going to do is... Well, we're going we to give them away to prize winners. It's like yeah, a blue yeah, Peter badge. That's they're, right. very exclu- they're very exclusive, they are these very mugs. very exclusive indeed. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a limited run of these mugs available uh, to buy and donate the proceeds of that to the aforementioned charity, Chaz. Uh, it's going to be the 20 Minute Tim's official logo mug and the Cham Notorious <laughs> style mug. We're going to make both of those available for a time. Just keep an eye out on... Patreon and Twitter for the details of that. We'll put everything out after we've recorded and make sure everyone knows how they can get involved, whether it's donate through the Just Giving or buying a mug. Um, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll put the links out, so keep an eye out. And that's it. We're running this, obviously, because it's the Christmas appeal. It runs up to Christmas, so we'll put, the as Stephen says, all the details out there, and you can either donate just out of your pocket or you can buy a mug and all the proceeds will go to our Christmas charity drive Celtic yep that's what we're here for two games to talk about this week which one Melly Stephen would you like to talk about first <laughs> let's go Kelly <laughs> that was a that was a performance the likes of which I've not seen in a long time yeah I feel it's a it's a sentence we keep saying on here and that we keep Thrown back to the Invincible season, we keep saying, oh, you know, that's the best performance we've seen since the Invincible season. But that that definitely is. That first half, for sure, was 
right up there with anything we saw it's, in the Invincible it, season. And let's not let's not underplay this. Kilmarnock, we, we've said leading up to this that any team that has gone undefeated under a certain manager against this Brendan Rodgers Celtic is, is no joke. That's that's an achievement in itself because yeah. no one else has done it. No one else has gone four games without losing to Celtic, even winning a couple in the process. And as we recorded, Melly and I got together during the week to do a match companion for the Motherwell game. After that, Kilmarnock were top of the league. They were? <laughs> top of the league in December. Now we asked, we posed the question, but we still haven't answered it. When was the last time a non-Glasgow club was top of the league this late into the season? Uh, we don't. We still don't know. Yeah, it must be a long time ago, anyway. But yeah, that is a some achievement because they are a good team. They've got some of the form players in the the country. Greg Stewart is you know arguably one of the form players in the league. He's probably going to end up in a Scotland squad anytime soon. O'Donnell. Yeah, yep. Yeah, O'Donnell Brophy has been scoring goals for them. This is this is a good team. So we we have to talk up just how Celtic. Just how good they were. They don't. They don't call him Robo Clark for nothing. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> um, Melly, what did you make of the performance? As Stephen said, first half, absolutely scintillating. There's not a team in the, this country that can love us when we're on that form. There's no. just, nobody will have a chance. I don't even think Kilmarnock played that bad. No, they didn't, no. That's the thing. They're, they're, they're nothing if not organised and resolute as a team, Kilmarnock, but they just... They, they can't live with that and Steve Clark alluded to that after the game he said look these guys are knackered they've not got as big a squad they don't have the resources of Celtic and he was quite honest as well he said no one no one is going to live with them in that but um, they drew the second half let's yeah. give them some credit <laughs> like, I mean we've got a lot of time for Steve Clark yeah, on this absolutely. podcast um, he's done a fantastic job at Kilmarnock um, but that as, as we've all said that Celtic I want to see that Celtic performance you know some people like take it and they like on the internet they'll add like inspirational music or something to it I want to see that Celtic performance first half performance with some really heart pumped some inspirational music like like River Dance not or a Titanic that's, no that's River Dance that would be absolutely sensational <laughs> um, Steve Clark said he didn't have the players to rotate and to mm. put in new players Celtic did yep seven changes and we did but it was back to the team yeah that's been on form recently. The only change was Tierney obviously going out with his slight groin injury, but he should be okay. We've said it before, the guy's getting flogged time yeah, and absolutely. time again. He needs a rest. And home games, Izagiri comes in and was perfectly fine. Did really well. Bit dodgy towards the end when I think fatigue set in and he'd been booked to fl- flying into a few tackles. We said, we've been doing this podcast for, for several years now. and Too and, long, baby. Yeah, too long, baby. <laughs> Number one. Um, we, uh, we were recording, we were doing these when Izagiri was in his first stint at Celtic. And yeah, we said this at the it. time, even when, when he had lost his his, um, his place in the team to Tierney the first time, every time he came in, he was perfectly reliable. He, yeah. He'll come in and give you an Emilio Izagiri performance, for better or worse. He'll come in and give you that performance every single time without fail. It's incredible and, he can yeah. do it. He's not played for months. No, no definitely not. He's barely been on the bench. I think... Well, is it, it was his first start since August. Yeah, I think that was the, the Thistle game. But he's played three times for Honduras in that time as well. So it's, he's not rusty. He is, he is still ticking over in that time. Be surprised to see Brown not getting a start? No. No? No, no. no not at all, no. I, I suppose we have to talk about it. It's the talk of the town. Everyone's mentioning it at the moment. Scott Brown. Is this him? In the back seat now for Finished. the first table? <laughs> Finished. Is this, is I know this? some people actually did say that, which is ludicrous. But yeah. I think people are maybe just overthinking it a wee bit. I know it's a big deal when your captain loses his place in the team, but it really it, it shouldn't be as much of a debate as it is. You have your form players at the moment, and Scott Brown just isn't in that. A lot of that is down to the fact he's been injured. It's you know, not his it, fault. Yeah, it's, it's, people shouldn't forget that. When he went out of the team, the team played well. I'm reluctant to tie it directly to Scott Brown going out of the team that form comes along because that's really unfair. That's Aye. I know people are, will leap to that and say, well, he didn't. He played the Motherwell game and we were crap, so mm-hmm. then he comes back. Aye, right, I get that, but Scott Brown still has plenty of uses at Celtic. He's not completely finished. I don't think we should look at it as, well, he's been dropped for a game, so that means that his career is on the on, on the slide. That's, that's far too much. It's the same with Griffiths. He'll come in and have uses you don't just pick the same team week in, week out and go with it. But We, we, we didn't do that because this no, was the third, third game in six days and we rotated during exactly, the week. Yeah. It probably had to be done, maybe one too many, but, but Brown will come back then. Yeah. The three midfielders are on great form now. Brown and Cham start the season with the two guys on form. They were playing. We need 
plenty of options. Again, well, we've got six, seven games now before the break. We're going to need to rotate. As you see, it's, it's like a... It's one of these things where if Brown was dropped under normal circumstances and someone came in and took his place, it was really difficult to tell who... Nobody's really taken Brown's place directly because we're playing differently to yeah. accommodate the players that were available. And the problem is, within that, Ryan Christie and McGregor, the, those two in particular, are on excellent yeah, form. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's just one of these things where you lose your place and these guys are in excellent form. And all Scott Brown's going to do, because this is the way football works, is just wait until yeah, the opportunity absolutely. comes up again. On McGregor, the, the Scottish Demetrio Albertini. Um, I, know, <laughs> well, I feel like I have taken on the, the mantle of the, the absurd comparisons these days. You that, should, that, yeah. should take on. They're back, the three of them are back. We drop points, we don't play. Xavi and Esther boost right. back in and it's five goals. He was amazing. But him and, yeah, him in particular. I said maybe last week or the week before that it doesn't really matter because you could take McGregor in and put him in in any position and he'll perform to the same level. But I've kind of changed my mind on that. I think if you took him out of that deep line role now, you've given up too much. Yeah. Just in this current form, as you say, Melly, the changes to be made and Brown will come back in and have his uses. But I just think at this Precise moment in time that we're recording this podcast, I, I just don't think you can take McGregor out of that. I think it, you give up far too much from the, the flow of the game. I think it's his best position. Yeah. The way he receives the ball, the way he moves it on quickly. And before we got the first goal, the ball was over on our left-hand side in the sort of left-back area. And Benkovic goes to win ahead of him, meet the man, but the ball goes over him. And you t- in that instance, you think they're going to break through here. Hmm. But they didn't because Cal McGregor just slotted in right behind Benkovic, took the ball and turned it and put it out the other side and yep. they start the attack. The ball doesn't go out of play, works its way back over at the left, crossover from Izagi. Good deep cross, something we don't really yeah, yeah. get from... I'm not saying Tierney should be dropped or that's a criticism, but we don't really get that from him because he likes to beat his man and get the cutback. Great deep cross and James Forrest in behind Taylor, makes his run late and it's a great finish from him. That just destroys Kilmarnock's tactics then. They are now chasing the game and their game plans out the window. James Forrest has, is now in double figures for the season. Yep. And that's the second time he's done it in his career, coincidentally, in his last two seasons. So it's it's no co- well, it's no coincidence he's, he's just getting better as a Aye. forward. He really is. Brendan Rodgers has talked about how much they've worked on him positionally to get him into the positions to, to get these chances and put them away. He's no longer... I, mean, I joked, I, speaking of absurd comparisons, I joked about him being the new Thomas Muller, but I, I do think there's something in it. He's no longer just an out-and-out, just up-and-down the line winger. winger. He's, he's a forward now. He's, he's a, on eight for the season on the league. One yeah. one behind Morelos. Right, yeah. And uh, sitting on the same as Edward. He's on absolutely tremendous form. Just quickly going back to McGregor. It was only a couple of weeks ago, in fact, it might have been a couple of months ago, Brendan Rodgers was talking about Callum McGregor before he was hitting these heights. And he was saying, tactically, he's one of the best players mm. at the club. He's one of the best players he's ever worked with. And you can see that when he's playing that deep line role. Because like you say, he seems to be always available. But not as always available to receive the ball when he's attacking. He's he's brilliant at picking out the likes of Forrest or, or Christie especially. He's absolutely invaluable in there. And like you say, if, if Brown's going to make his way back into the team, I don't know who's going to be at the expense of. Brown, I don't think he can play in the two ahead of McGregor. Right. I don't know if he, he's just not going to... He's not a goal threat. He's not attacking enough. Right back, mate. Oh, <laughs> left, left, left back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll just have to bide his time. I'm, I've had no doubt that that's McGregor. I think I read, read somebody was speaking about it somewhere recently. I can't remember who, sorry. I said he's not been injured once in four years. He's not been unavailable for a game in Is that four right? seasons. Yeah, I could buy that, yeah. That's yeah. incredible, the guy. But he will maybe need a rest at some point. Plenty of games coming up, as we spoke about. But the form he's in right now, start of the season, his form wasn't great, but nobody was really great at the start of the season. Right now, if he continues on this, he's up for player of the year with James Forrest. So it was only five minutes in. Yep. James Forrest opened the scoring. Yeah, funnily enough, the earliest league goal of the season so far against you know one of the best defensive teams. Carved we, open. Who, do you know who's got the best defence in the league? No. It's us. No, well. well <laughs> I've only conceded I thought goals. you were going to blow me away with something that was like heads or something. <laughs> no, no it's, it was us. Um, that gets us off to a great start, but we didn't let up from there. Rogic had a couple of chances their keeper back we made a few great saves and it was kind of like the Rosenborg game in that respect on another day Rogic could have had a first half hat trick yep. you know, if the ball had kind of fallen for him it must be difficult for these teams even like team like Kilmarnock who are, we've seen are so well organised we've seen how compact they are 
when you've got Forrest on one side, Sinclair, who come on to later, he, I thought he had a really good game. Rogic and Christie make runs, then you get McGregor behind that dictate, and you're trying to look after Edward as well. You're like, what do we do here? Yeah. Somebody's going to carve you open at some point, and we done it. Rogic was getting space, he was finding the strikes, and the second goal, some of the link up play and the finish from yeah. Edward, it was, it was absolutely sensational stuff. Well, the second goal was from Edward. It was described as a wonderful footballing <laughs> goal on Celtic TV. That's how he put it. There was a wonderful footballing goal. I watched the I watched the game on Celtic TV. I, I couldn't go. I had a Christmas dinner on, so I thought I'll watch it on Celtic TV. And uh, everything is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is the it. most wonderful time of the year. Yes, so. <laughs> everything's wonderful, and everything is a penalty as well. Yeah, I posted a clip on Twitter of Edward goal. In which uh, the commentator <laughs> commentator team said the word "wonderful" five times in fifty seconds. Uh, now, imagine that over the course of a game. I've got an idea, guys. Uh, what we talked about a charity donation at the start of this podcast. Right. I will. I'm willing to do my bit here. Do my bit for charity. I'll go back and watch that game, and we, as a podcast, will donate one pound for every time the word "wonderful" is used in that <laughs> ninety minutes. Good bankruptors. <laughs> uh, we're going to bankrupt. Okay, you go back one pound for every time That's it. the Celtic TV. Uh, I will, myself will also, and here's you can do this for me. I'll donate one pound for every time the Celtic TV commentator deems something a foul. Right, a, a, a booking. Yeah, <laughs> aye, aye. Okay. That's a booking. That's a booking. I'm not, I'm not paying the mortgage this month. But even, <laughs> even when it, what I find funny is even when the replay shows it's not a booking, you'll go. I but the ref did he know it was their booking? <laughs> okay, mate. Okay, thanks very much. Anyway, God we, we seem them. I know God love them. We seem to slang slag them every week on this one, guys. But on this occasion, they were right. It was a wonderful footballing goal. Edward stuck it away in a, a delightful fashion, a wonderful fashion. Um, Rogic involved. Well, Rogic was apart from almost scoring a couple of times in the first half. I thought he was quite quiet again in this half, but he was he was heavily involved in this goal. It was a, a lovely touch through to Edward, who took it in his stride and stuck it home. But the just the move, weirdly enough, despite the fact they scored two goals in this game, I actually thought Forrest, I'm hesitant to use the word quiet, but I don't think it was his greatest game. No, I, I thought I think, the fullback done well against him. Yeah, um, but I think he was he was kept quite quiet in the first half because it's something we've talked about before, but the left-hand side for Celtic is so strong. It's, even even if you take Tierney out, we've talked about Izaguiri, but the, that wee kind of triangle of Christie and Sinclair and Izaguiri worked really well, so there wasn't an awful lot going down the right-hand side. In the... The Invincible season, there was a lot of times where Scott Sinclair didn't do a lot in games, hmm. but he bagged a goal or two. And nobody forgets about the rest of the performance because he's got two goals. Things are just falling for Forrest now the way they were falling for Sinclair mm. then. Yeah. And I thought Sinclair was much better than Forrest today before hmm. the first goal as well. They get in down the right-hand side and Sinclair sprinted past the guy and won yeah. the ball back. Yeah. Brilliant. I thought he was brilliant. All he needed was a goal in that game. He hit the bar. Yep. He did another one where he danced inside and he blazed it over. Oh, I should have scored that one. It, it, that I know the one you're talking about. He beat two guys in, yeah. into the box and it looked easier to score. He just, just did the last second. Thought he'd yeah, scored. it was one of those ones where he did, you know, the cliche, he did the hard bit and then blazed it over the bar. I was, I was gutted for him. But if you switch the performances about and Sinclair had got a double when Forrest had played the way Sinclair did, yeah. we'd be raving about Forrest. Yeah, very true. So yeah. That's it's an, quite fair to say that. But Sinclair, it's just another gutter that he doesn't get a goal. Come on. Ah, uh, of course. Uh, what we what we at again in the melee Six. counter? Six from there. Um, who was your player of the match? Because I, I don't think mine was Christie. Well, weirdly, Forrest got it in the stadium. I think he was the daff a bit uh, man of the match. Right. I get I get it. He scored two goals yeah. and, and was decent, but I don't think he was the best player in the no, park, to be I honest. I thought McGregor was the best uh, yeah, player. I, I, I kind of see I, past I thought it was McGregor, McGregor to be honest, um, in most performances. These days, I, I struggle to see past Callum. He's a real Gare. podcast favourite, yeah, yeah. and he has been for a long time. The Callum Door, uh, the, the current the holder of the Callum Door. <laughs> yeah. We McGunk, Ryan Christie is in hot shit scoring for him. Um, he's seven in ten games. Yeah, that's right. Do you want to know how many league goals he's got? Five. Five league goals, which is actually a pretty excellent return because that's more than Florian Camberry, or you can have Kyle Lafferty. So it's more than right. the, the pair of those. Five and six weeks, six weeks probably. Pretty much, yeah. It just cannot stop Scott. Has anyone drug tested him yet? <laughs> well, he's the, the other one. He's, he's on the, the NBA jam on fire just now. He's taking yeah. that from Forrest. <laughs> it's basically everything he touches turns to goals these days. Oh, I like, and I would, I like that. Yeah, I would have him on on absolutely everything now. That he took the free kick there and scored it, obviously. Mm. I don't think there was any doubt when he stepped up to take a free kick, he's going to score the goal. He should have been... 
in a game we're going to talk about tonight as well, the Motherwell game, he should have been on the penalties as well. Yeah. You, you got to, he's got the hot foot. Player of the month for November, Melly. Deservingly so. Absolutely no contenders can go up against him no. for that. Came in absolutely on fire. We even gave him a wee rest at the end of this game, took him off, which just shows how far he's come in such a, in such a short space of time. He's on fire. Yeah. I love watching him play now. It's just everything about him. Even adding goals, adding free kicks to his game, adding that to the work ethic, putting it about. He loves a tackle. He loves a wee sort of dive as well, doesn't he? So he's got everything in his locker there now. Stephen, you mentioned penalties. Mm. There was one in this game. Wasn't he for us? Yeah, the, the bank. Maybe the first... Um, Rash decision Benkovic has made in a Celtic show. Was was wasn't, wasn't a penalty, according to Celtic TV? Of course not. Nah, it, def- it definitely was. To be uh, fair to them, they eventually admitted it after seven replays. Is that right? right. Yes. It definitely was. It was just inside the box. I, I understood where the contention was because both players ended up outside the box, but it was it was inside when the when the contact began. Um, yeah, I, I, it was surprising from him because he's just so reliable now. You just expect him to coast through games making absolutely no poor decisions whatsoever but it's, it's something you've said recently Melly where you sometimes forget how young Edward is yeah. and it's this a case with Benkovic as well guys 21 he's still, it's it's still effectively learning the game yeah. on the job at the time and he's, it kind of colours our opinion of him that he's just so good he, he plays like a 28 year old defender not 21 but it was it was surprising to see him launching into that because it was completely unnecessary because I've just, just shepherded the guy out wide A lot of ch- chat uh, online that he's He's been compared quite a lot now to Virgil Van Dyke. Uh, a lot of people say he's better than Van Dyke. That's something I don't. I don't necessarily hold that opinion. I don't think he's better than Van Dyke. I suppose it's it's hard to imagine Van Dyke without what we know of him now. He, I mean, he's come on. Van Dyke of today isn't the Van Dyke of Celtic. I, I know he, he started at yeah. Celtic, but I don't think he was a seventy-five million pound defender no, while he was but here. To be fair, I've I don't watch a lot of English Premier League football, so my memories of Van Dyke are mostly seeing him in a in a Celtic shirt. Yeah. Um, and I just think he was. I mean, there's not much between them, but I just think Van Dyke had a, had a bit more to his game. But like, I mean, I'm not going to quibble if someone asked me which one I wanted to keep. I'm not going to say none. No, <laughs> but but there's, there's a comparison to be made. I just want to know if you think Van Dyke or Benkovic. You're only allowed to pick one who you have in your team. Oh, see, now ben- Benkovic, Van Dyke's dead to me. That, that, oh. As soon as <laughs> soon as they leave, I don't care about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, right Melly. No, Van Dyke. I think <laughs> time will tell. Benkovic, we've only got a short sample size to yeah. go from right now. Van Dyke, we had two seasons. Yeah, yeah. So it's plenty more time for him to come in he was very shaky from the start of the second half onwards mm. he made, I think he made a couple of slack passes and I'm like, was that Joe's or not it was Ben <laughs> but uh, apart from that even we're scoring goals from free kicks and corners now boys I know that's another one I know should have had one against Motherwell Lustig got it song's back Jamie I know <laughs> it's my fault because what I had done um, tweeted last week thank god that Lustig song's been put to bed very next home game the Lustig <laughs> song starts back up he done well Lustig came yeah, in yeah. again it's almost like he plays better when he's captain hmm. yeah. it's, I don't know if he thinks right I can't do all this silly shit anymore I need to focus and, and, and be a leader here because he knows there's a maybe a wee bit of pressure on him or something he got arrested during the week a slight injury as well so. he said arrested during the week <laughs> oh, Jesus. he does the arrest <laughs> He got rest due to his injury, so it just shows you we can't flog these guys like we've done with Tierney. It's going to end up coming back to bite us. We're able to bring in Wee Gamby for you, Stephen, during the week. Yep. At least now we've got... More on that later. <laughs> we've got Saturday to Thursday, so it's plenty of rest, but I'm sure Lustig... We'll see Gamby a few more times because we're playing Saturday, Wednesday for the foreseeable oh, future. Lustig was being fouled for that goal. He was having his shirt pulled. It was really uncharacteristically poor defending from Kumar. Yeah. I thought they, they seemed like they weren't ready for whatever reason. The ball, it was a very simple ball into this dead centre of the box and Lustig just poked it home under quite a bit of pressure from the defender. He did well. It was his 20th goal for Celtic since he's been here. It's, it kind of feels like more than no, that. It's uh, actually not a bad return for right back. It's good, but I, I feel like Lustig has been a quite consistent, not not prolific, but a consistent scorer for Celtic over the years. There was a substitutions in the game, Melly, as you, as you rightly pointed out. Cham, Brown and Lee Griffiths all making appearances. Um, which player out of the midfield trifecta that we've got just now, Stephen, do you think is whose place is most under threat at the moment? Well, we have get, we've got players knocking the door. We've talked at length about Scott Brown. We've got others in Cham who can't get, yeah. get, get in the Maybe, team people, consistently he was now. 
really he was in some really good form before he disappeared. Yeah, I think, but just by default, I think Christie and McGregor are unmovable at the moment. I think Rogic is the only one who I would consider moving for yeah. in Cham under. Under certain tactical circumstances, I'm not saying well, Rogic has got to go to that team for somebody else. I just mean that the option there, yeah. I, I think he's the only one that moves. I'd stick with the three that now. There's no reason to drop one of them for having one. Rogic wasn't even that bad. He's just a wee bit quieter than the other yeah. two. So there's no reason to drop somebody just because they have a quiet game. No, they're not going to be able to give these performances consistently. It's up to Browning and Cham to work hard in training play well when they came on and wait on a slight injury or somebody be arrested to come in. Forrest at the post just then, just inside the second half as well that was a great move. It was Forrest that started the move with a long ball to Edward and he kind of made the wrong decision. Hmm. He, he tried to <clears throat> tried to wee step over and the guy kind of took it off him but eventually worked out the Rogic who set Forrest up for. This, I mean, he had the post there as Melly said, Sinclair hit the bar. This could have been another one. It was out of sight. Of 11 course. shots on target we had. Is that right? 20 odd shots. Total well, 11 it, on target. It could have been easily 7 or 8 nil. Mm-hmm. Well, 1 of course. With the <laughs> yeah. It could have been nil if Benkovic hadn't done that. Yeah. 4-0 at half time. You always see these games where it's 4-0 at half time. It's a massive score at half time. There's rarely... The second half does sort of peters out a bit. It rarely goes to 8-9. And I'm sick of it. No, Stop teasing exactly. these 10 nils. <laughs> Every time we do this, you go through the second half. Disgrace. <laughs> we're, we're just in cruise control. It's just a game management after that. and We're just absolutely brilliant at it. Just keeping the ball, ball retention, playing it from side to side and just giving command nothing. The penalty, even when they scored it, didn't give them any hope whatsoever. It's weird you could say that succession of words there, playing it from side to side and have it be under completely different context from earlier in the season. We've just said the yep. exact same yeah. thing, but this is a good thing. They're just playing it from side to side. Whereas Rewind, about four months, we're like, we're just playing it from side to side. Christ, <laughs> come on. It's but, fine when you're 4 nil up. Uh, when it's 0 nil nil the goal down. It's all about perspective, isn't uh, it? Um, so that win. Then wrapped up by James Forrest, getting his second goal of the game and Celtic's fifth. The keeper came out to stop Christie and he gets a hand on the ball. Definitely goes down. Yeah, definite penalty. <laughs> Again, just to mention Celtic TV. James Forrest was celebrating that goal. He was wheeling away in celebration and Celtic TV commentators were still screaming for a penalty. That's <laughs> a definite penalty. Honestly, the, the whole team celebrating a goal and they're screaming for a penalty. Just, I just want to say, Celtic TV guys, if you listen to this podcast, we, we like you. Aye. We like Celtic TV. It's... It's, it's it's fun and it's enjoyable, but, but if you're listening, Jerry McCulloch, we'll do it. <laughs> just what well, a final thing on Christie. I just happened to be in the company of someone who taught Brian Christie uh, PE at school oh. in Inverness. Um, cocky wee twat. Uh, that, his exact words. I <laughs> well, you can you can see that on the pitch actually. Yeah. Now that you mentioned, I don't. It. I think I don't think that'll be uncommon because most of these footballers, most professional footballers, are going to be have been the best player at their school yeah, and yeah. probably a cocky guy. But he was talking about how they had to change rules to stop Ryan Christie being so good. They had to change things to like two touch yeah. and all that. And he, he could only play with his right foot and all that. <laughs> um, so just, he was furious with it because he wanted to basically just beat the entire team and score, but they had to limit him only two touch. But playing two touch at school, that's probably what's the making of him. I must remember to thank him. <laughs> <laughs> so that win catapulted Celtic to the top of the league. We overtook Kilmarnock, who were keeping the seat warm. I no liked, Leicester this season. No, no Leicester. I, I quite liked Steve Clark went top of the league and they went, you're top of the league, how does he feel? And he said, it's irrelevant. No, it doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean yep. a thing. And he's, uh, he took it well, he done right. There was no tweeting from the official account, you're top of the league, da 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 da, da. <laughs> Rangers, there was another game that day. Rangers, this weekend, oh. failed to beat 10 men Dundee, who were bottom of the league at that point. They did have a lot of hoon and han about being mm. top of the league. Stephen Gerrard, do you know what Stephen Gerrard done after uh, his team failed to win a game? I don't. It's uncharacteristic. Slaughtered them. Oh right, okay. Did, uh, let me guess. Right, I, do, I genuinely don't know that. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to it. Did he accept full responsibility for it? But in the very next sentence, blame all of his yeah, players. He, right, he said, okay. "Look, at the end of the day, it's my fault. <laughs> it's my fault." Uh, but if they don't start performing, I'm just going to buy new players in January. They're all shit. Is Joe Barton back? Uh, that, that was the, like, like a Scouse accent. It's a difficult <laughs> accent to do. Um, 
That's five points dropped in two games. Aye, they got beaten by Aberdeen, which is unusual. Do you know why it's unusual for Rangers to lose to Aberdeen for the second time? Bed every time. No, no, no. It's because Rangers are a class above Aberdeen. Of course, they've not beat them since he said that. No, they've not (laughs) beat them since he said that. (laughs) And and just final point on Rangers and the hilarity because it was delicious. Midweek, a journalist said to Stephen Gerrard, they said um, at the press conference, he goes, "Do you feel you rely too heavily on uh, your number nine uh, scoring goals?" Stephen Gerrard's reply was, doesn't every team, Barcelona, yeah, Barcelona, who do they rely on? Real Madrid, who do they rely on? Very next game, Morelos, who, by all accounts, is a rocket. He must be an absolute rocket, that boy, because he can't stop getting sent off. He's no plane. Rangers can't win a game. And of course, the examples he used aren't really all that accurate. Barcelona no. don't fully rely on <laughs> one player for goals. <laughs> Obviously, he gets a lot of them, but it doesn't get all of them like Morelos does for Rangers. Kenny Miller scored against Rangers, so that was fun. Did he and celebrate? No, but he oh. kind of forgot not to celebrate at first. He wheeled away with a big grin in his face, like sprinting away, but then remembered that you're not supposed to celebrate oh. against your old club and, and did the kind of calm down, no, I'm not doing this thing. It was already too late. <laughs> <laughs> he wheeled away celebrate. I'm so, obviously, you know, we like to erase it from our memory, but he did play for us. Um, and there's a lot of, somebody's been tweeting the image of when he scored against yeah, Rangers. Yeah, he could not be happier. Rangers weren't the only team that we're going to talk about in this podcast to drop points happened to us happens to the best of us a wee Johnson snuck in and took a point away from us at Fur Park disappointing really disappointing more disappointing so because Rangers did drop points well now that's them dropped five points in two games yet we're only two points ahead of them albeit we've got a game in hand what to remember is this was played before the commandment game so we didn't have that amazing performance to to go back on I think if Celtic had dropped points away to Motherwell on that night and Rangers had managed to beat Aberdeen and extend their sort of false lead at the top of the league, I think it would have been a, a, a very big deal. Yeah, the most disappointing thing about the game is we should never have dropped points. No, no. It was no. another 1-0 where you're thinking we should really be further ahead. We had the missed penalty, we had the Benkovic goal disallowed, <laughs> which was ridiculous, but we... They controlled that match without ever being very good in the game. They didn't have any chances. And like the Aberdeen game at the weekend, 1-0, but never really no. looked like conceding. But this Motherwell game, we've been doing this a lot recently where it's 1-0. We, ha- we had to be more clinical. We didn't do that. A lot of changes. The guys that came in just did not perform at all. No. The substitutions that came on didn't affect the game. And we dropped two silly points in a game that, Really, we should be coming away with three points easily. Yes, the missed penalty was poor, but plenty of time after that to sort it out. And we didn't do it. I think that maybe woke us up for the Kilmarnock game a bit. Yeah, yeah. Got that early goal and then just didn't sit back. We kept going for the jugular. And that's how we end up getting such a high score. You touched on it there, Melian. Brendan Rodgers certainly felt the same because after match, his comments were quite revealing about the guys that came in. He sort of criticised them a wee bit. He, He said, you know, we can't rely on the same 11 players every week there's guys here who are in the team they're training they're getting paid their wages every month and I need them to perform for me when they come in how do you think things are looking for the likes of Christian Gamboa and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna let me just let me just throw in a couple of things Lee Griffiths although he got a new contract Mm. and uh, Johnny Hayes what did I say last week? Johnny Hayes and Christian Gamble are coiled springs just waiting to come in and impress. <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, they Brendan bo- Rodgers praised Johnny Hayes, but he said I he don't think I don't think Johnny Hayes had that bad a game, actually. Oh, I thought he was woeful. <laughs> I, had, I, don't, I just don't think he did anything. No, he didn't have a bad game. Um, um, that, well, they, the unfortunate thing about both of them coming in to try and impress for once is that they both play on the same side. Mm. And as we've detailed before, Celtic's left side is by far the strongest so if you get make... on the left side the left side's the best side that's right uh, <laughs> and if you if you weaken your right hand side further still than by, by taking out Forrest and Lustig it is pretty stark out there uh, Gamboa it's just he's just not good enough I mean I, I like oh, it he's coming out I, I just I, I've joked in the past about how I do I do enjoy him I do enjoy him as a footballer I like his enthusiasm I just like his style because it just kind of reminds me of me playing football but no, he's not. He's not good enough. And Johnny what, Hayes, what style is that? How would you describe that style? Because I would describe Gamboa's style as a dog chasing a ball. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, high energy, big a smiles, and all that. But, I, <laughs> but no, nah, there's not a great deal of quality in there. Let, let's face it. 
Johnny Hayes nah, is never going to never going to cut it. I don't think he's. Melly made a point. We we covered it for a match companion for Patreon during the week, and Melly remarked um, during that that he'd never really seen Johnny Hayes have a good game for Celtic. Yeah. I'm racking my brains. What I said at the time was that what I can remember of Johnny Hayes before he got that injury, that really bad injury last season, was that I seem to remember remarking at the time that. Oh, this is a shame because he was finally coming on to a game. Now that might be me looking back with kind of rose tinted spectacles I think on he it. He played well he, in the game. He got injured. He was doing well. Was it, yeah. He Aye. scored against Aberdeen, uh, Celtic Park, but he was he was playing well. Hmm. But that was it. He wasn't. Yeah. If he's wanting to get a consistent run of the team, he has to overperform in a game or two, and he's never done that. He's no. never really pushed on and thought he's the man. He's going to be the first guy that drops out as soon as players come back. With Forrest, Edward, Rogic and Sinclair going out the team, that's a sort of front four. Yeah. It's a lot of goals to take out the team. Yeah, it's right. most of our top scorers this season and it really shows we we have got depth in the squad but we don't really have enough strength and depth. Out wide, we've got Morgan, we've got Azani now injured, Hayes, but there's, there's not enough quality there. It's something I think we need to address in January alongside the right back and up front because Lee Griffiths, he just didn't do it. No. He no, had a chance no. to score again from a set piece, didn't take it and it just played with his head the rest of the game and he's just not looking on good form. And now it's going to be difficult for him. We will need him at some point, but it's going to be difficult for him to stake a claim to be the number one striker as he said he is. Christie though, yet again, another goal from Ryan Christie and He's done it a couple of times and he's missed a couple as well, but there are few things in football more aesthetically pleasing than that we poke across the keeper into the far sort of side netting. It was they're an absolute joy to watch. Benkovic stuck it in the same place, but was inexplicably chopped off. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. But Christie's finish, Sutton said in commentary that he thought he'd taken a heavy touch, but I'd, looking back, I don't think he did. I think it was perfect, just right in his stride. It looked as if he'd shown too much of it to the defender, but I think it was proven, borne out by the fact that he just stuck it in the net before even anyone had a, t- a chance to look at him. He takes it in his stride, he takes it enough, far enough past the defender yeah. and enough to draw the keeper out as well, so it catches the two of them out. As we spoke about in the, my match companion, it's just those Petrov-Armstrong runs mm. from midfield when teams are compact and they're trying to be so narrow not give Celtic any space when you've got a guy like that breaking into the box. It's just such a different dimension to the game. And Tierney found him with a great pass inside and a lovely finish. And another early goal and you're thinking, let's push on, boys. One touch and goal. I know a guy who'll be very happy with that. <laughs> Christy doing that. Two touches. <laughs> <laughs> Referees. That midweek group of fixtures was a, a particular low yeah. for, for the referees, yeah. They've um, just been, like every week's a yeah. particular They've low. been getting clattered. Yeah, on, and you know, I, I'll admit that referees are allowed to make mistakes. Yeah, of they're allowed to make mistakes. But what I won't admit is, you are you about to publicly admit it? But well, then... yeah, <laughs> no, they're allowed to make mistakes, right? But see these glaring errors that they shouldn't be made. You can, you know, if, if a player, two players come together and you don't see someone standing someone's ankle and it's a booking, then that that's fine. You're not going to see everything. But these goals and offsides and red cards that aren't they and penalties. penalties that aren't they penalties that even we're benefiting from it seems like there's a like a wee cluster of, yeah. of, of poor performances and match changing decisions like Craig Levine's had two or three oh, yeah I know as much as we joke about him uh, complaining about refs it is, everyone's at it now you know Levine's complaining about refs. Lennon's always complaining about refs. He's talking about twelve men, and and Stephen Gerrard never shuts up about referees since he's he's come in. Brendan Rodgers has in the past said about referees. So it's we're not sitting here from the point of view. Once again, we're not sitting here like oh we're, we're pure poor persecuted Celtic. It's right. a conspiracy. We're not saying that everyone is complaining about the standard of refereeing, and it's it's extremely poor at the moment. Rangers, although Rangers had that offside goal. Uh, with Morelos against Hearts but then they scored a perfectly good goal against Dundee with Lafferty so and, th- and get it chopped off so lol uh, <laughs> do you think they'll go on strike again? <laughs> I, I just hope so because those <laughs> ones we got from Malta and Luxembourg and all that were terrific what, what do they do if they go on strike? because is the problem not the part time? They yeah, have no. other jobs and then this is a, a side thing for them. So it's not going to be impo- as important as their other job. They are part-time 
in a full time yeah profession. Well, 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 on the car up here, I was listening to uh, Monday night as it is the BBC Sports Round podcast. I had Kenny Clark on, and my main issue, and I think a lot of people's main issue with referees is referees only care about referees. He was going, oh, it's all about communication. There needs to be open lines of communication when things go wrong. But in no time did he ever acknowledge the fact that referees are making these terrible mistakes. And then obviously there's been a lot of talk this week about introducing VAR. Hmm. I think you have to. Not only to stop you know, referees making mistakes, but it's to help the referees. But also, see if every other league in Europe starts getting VAR and Scottish football becomes the only one that doesn't have it. Yeah. It's probably a wee bit down the road for Scotland because I don't think they can justify the cost at the moment because they can't, they don't, as Melly said, they don't even have full-time refs, never mind uh, the ability to shell it, I think it's a million pound a year for VAR or something, but as you say, if it becomes you know, Scotland are the last outpost yeah. here that doesn't have it, then it's, it's an inevitability. A Brexit wasteland with no VAR, <laughs> that's what we are looking at here. Whilst the good times are still here and we're still in Europe and we're presumably still allowed to sign Frenchmen, one came on for the underperforming Lee Griffiths. Um, Odson Edward has been getting like a wee bit of stick as of late for, mm. for his performances, Melly. You've identified up front as a, a place that we need to strengthen the January window. So we're sort of, a pro, as we approach this January window, do you think we're getting value for money from Odson Edward yet? Stephen spoke about it earlier, I've spoken about it before. We forget the age of the guy sometime, sometimes. Lee Griffiths has been injured a lot this season, which mm. means Edward, like Tierney, like other players, has probably played far too many yeah. games. Last season, with Dembele, Edward and Griffiths, yeah. you cannot then buy Edward and say he's a replacement for Dembele. No, because you had the two of them last year and you had another player supplementing that. We need Sometimes Edward is absolutely on fire, but other games, like a lot away from home, Moussa Dembele scored a lot of goals, yes. a lot of goals from crosses, and it's not really Edward's forte. He's more of a different striker. He drops a bit deeper, so it's not... Not a bad thing on Edward. That'll come. He's got a lot to add to his game. So we need somebody like Dembele, somebody a bit more of a target man, so to speak. I think Edward's a great player. I think he's, he's not going, well. he's going to yeah. be inconsistent due to his age, due to everything that comes with that. He will get he'll get better and he'll get better. But we can't do what we're doing with other players and just keep playing them and keep playing them. We need other players in. It's mad to think that not so long ago, Christy had been earmarked as the third striker. Right. Now look at him, he's the, he's the first choice midfielder. <laughs> With as many goals as Edward in the but, league. But this goal, this, this game rather, against Motherwell, it was just poor. It was just a poor yeah. night at the office, to be honest. The second half was pretty woeful. It started off really badly. And Cham was taken off for Sinclair. And on the match companion, I I finally just lost patience with Sinclair. I, I, I genuinely did. I was just like, this is garbage. I think I thought he had reached a real low point. He's been up and down. We've talked before about the Sinclair roller coaster. You'll, it's one week to the next. We're talking about him hitting his his yeah. you know, original form again, and then straight back down again. And it's continued into this week because he was great against Kilmarnock, but he was really poor against Motherwell. He just came on and just didn't look interested. He was getting nudged off the ball, but he wasn't the only one. Um, the the second half started with several really. Poor passes. Craig Gordon mm. playing Jozo into trouble. And Jozo just turns and puts it straight at the park. Scott Brown as well. Scott Brown uncharacteristically slack with his passing. It was just, just one of those nights. Motherwell didn't cause too many problems, but they are a big physical team. They took off one Curtis Main and put on another at one point. <laughs> they, they took off Curtis Main and put on the other Curtis Main. See the Motherwell game after the Kilmarnock game, it doesn't seem as bad. Get the cup final win. Drop points against Motherwell, but it doesn't cost us in the end because we beat Kilmarnock and we yep. go top of the league. You'd rather beat Kilmarnock, I know it's not how it works, but if you're picking a match to drop points and you want the Motherwell yep. game because you want to beat Kilmarnock, you want to go back ahead of them, you want to get this hoodoo off Steve Clark, and you want to see that fat idiot screaming, <laughs> uh, Gordon Sawyer, is it? Screaming yeah. with his picture of Gaza in the background because he's raging. So. We, uh, we Celtic put a lot into these games, and that was a big week. Yeah. Cup final yeah. and Kilmarnock. And you could tell by the lineup Brendan Rodgers picked, he said, although he said after the game, he wants these guys to contribute more. You're looking at that lineup and you're going, that's the second team, really. It's a difficult balance to strike because Brendan Rodgers has been open recently about how. The reason we've dropped points this season is because we make too many too many changes. And that's that's exactly what happened again. So you can't keep saying, oh, if we make too many changes, we're going to drop points. And then for it to, to keep yeah. rolling on, to keep going down the exact same road before you think, God, this, this squad isn't good enough. Well, so, is it, 
might should end up as a good thing in the long run. Yeah. Because we can just go into January and you can say to the board, look, I've got my f- 11 players plus maybe three, mm. three others that I can rely on. After that, we're really short in a lot of positions. So it's going to need to be addressed and we should be doing it in January because it's blatantly obvious for us, us to see. So it's obvious yeah. for Brendan Rodgers, it's obvious for the board and we should be swimming in cabbage if we get <laughs> if we get the result through <laughs> against Salzburg. We need to go and strengthen in January. No reason not to. One of the players that came in, we discussed him a wee bit earlier on, was Gamboa. He was bullied. Him and Jozo. Yeah. Him and Jozo for that for that goal. If we had if we had Lustig and Boyata in right. in those situations, that goal wouldn't have occurred. I've got a little bit of sympathy for him with the oh, goal. Do you? Yeah. 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 But what happened right was it was his mistake that led to the problem that he was... I, I think he was fouled, right? See, see when you're in the air yeah. and someone barges into you, no matter how strong you are, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't you can't stand your ground when both feet are off the ground. Yes. Someone nudged into him and he came down and, and hit the ground, but it was his mistake that led to that because he let the ball bounce and then tried to clear it when he should have stuck the laces through it in the first place. So uh, I'm only giving him some of the benefit of the doubt on this one. I do think he was... It's, it, may, it maybe seems strong to say he was fouled but he was impeded in the air but before he came down but he should have cleared it and then the guy stuck it away brilliantly and it serves me right for saying that I love that just he stuck it in the same part of the net as Christian Benkovic had done before him so that was that points dropped but in the end as Melly said it didn't count and if you looked at those three games then that's the one that you probably would have wanted to drop the points on yeah. if any um, one game we don't want to drop points on although we could if we wanted to I don't want to see it um, Celtic v Salzburg sell out Melly sold out, sold out. the lights yeah. the lights they were on in Saturday I was about to say yeah, they were on yes. in Kilmarnock because it's winter now you can do things like that um, Melly everybody knows the script here what we need to do against Salzburg but just remind them in case they've been living on another planet anything but a defeat sends us through anything but a defeat sends us through Stephen seems all so simple just turn up and get a point at home against a team that have already already qualified as top however Salzburg are a very good team. Yep, they are comfortably the best team in the group, comfortably the best team in their country. They haven't lost all season in yep. any competition. They are fourteen points clear at the top of their league after seventeen games. See, they are extremely good. What sort of Mickey Mouse league are they playing? <laughs> in? in that league, I bet those teams crying out for strong Vienna, strong rapid Vienna. <laughs> doesn't count. Now. <laughs> but it's okay when rapid Vienna are in Rangers group getting yeah. pumped and. Sacking a manager like, before yeah. the game. Steven Gerrard is the only manager out of all those teams in that league that has still survived. Every other team right? has sacked oh, a manager. Right, Villarreal sacked a manager today. Vienna sacked a manager, and Moscow sacked a manager. Plenty He's the only one left. Yeah. If Rangers make it after Christmas, then they'll sack him too. <laughs> Salzburg, though, they only have one game after Celtic. It's on Sunday coming before they go into their winter shutdown. Well into they, I think theirs is longer than ours. I think they go into February maybe mm-hmm. before they play again. So I can only hope that they've got. One eye on their holidays already, having already qualified. Let's let's just hope they've got nothing to play for here. I just don't. I, I mean, I don't see it. I don't see a team on that form. You know, that form yeah. speaks to a mentality that tells You're right, you yeah. that this, this there's no lying down. There's no one eye on their holidays. There's no. Well, you said it before. We we questioned whether they would want to beat Leipzig and put them out. They did. Yeah. They just went out and beat them twice. No questions asked. That's it. They're going to turn up here. They're like a, a well-oiled German machine. Um, Racist, the, Aus- the Austrian. Oh, I, well, <laughs> that's a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> we do expect the best Salzburg to turn up yeah. because we can't go in with any other mentality. <laughs> I think they will make changes because they'll probably see Sundays a more important game for yeah. themselves. But you never know. Like there's prize money involved, there's coefficient involved. They want to go through this group unbeaten. We need to turn up as if we need to win and we need to play the exact same way we did against Leipzig. Yeah, you don't play for a draw, no. No, we need to go with the same team that beat Leipzig. We've got options on the bench now, which we maybe didn't have at that point. And we've got the lights behind us as well. It's an interesting point you make there about the team that beat Leipzig because something we talked about earlier, Scott Brown, his selection dilemma. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying... Right, okay, we leave him out for Kilmarnock, we play Brown, but you've got to get him back in that team for Salzburg. Oh. I just, I firmly disagree. I think it's I it's already I, I been don't proven. Know if they would disagree with that now. Well, I've I've seen it. I've seen a, a few doing the rounds. It, I might. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's there's so much doing the rounds, and it again, it's just overreactions everywhere. It's like, oh, Scott Brown's finished. No, I need to get him back in that team and all that. I'd seriously consider bringing him back for this game. Who would you drop? Yeah. Rogic. Oh, mental. But then you you say right, you need guys like that, guys. You're kind of your destroyer back for important European games, but he's more than a destroyer. Though, no, Scott he is, Brown, but... he's he's a good leader on the park, and this is an incredibly difficult game. But so was Leipzig, yep. and beat beat and them without just, Scott Brown. You just said your man of the match was Callum McGregor, so you're taking him out of the position where he played man of the match to put I'd, Scott Brown. I'd in. basically play him where Rogic plays. We just played man of the match at the weekend. I know, Melly. I know. <laughs> Look, I don't want to fall out you over this. I'm just saying I'm considering it. I'm not saying I'm picking them. I'm just saying it's not... Consider it and then don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough considering I'm now. just very nervous about this game. And mm. Scott Brown, he's a hot water bottle in the midfield. He will soothe and comfort me if he's on the pitch. Very true. But as I said earlier on, you just lose so much. You lose so much of that attacking impetus, that flow from midfield to, to attack if Callum McGregor isn't playing that position. Yes, he, he can play in Rogic's position, but has he ever played well as a number 10? Yes, maybe, but is he a better number 10 than Tom Rogic? Highly debatable. This is Big Tam's game as well. Under the lights, the European <laughs> game where he shows up and does it. We do need it. We do need him to do it. He's still not really done it. Um, the only uh, question mark is Boyata, really. Yes. Will he be back? It doesn't look like he will. Is Jozo, Kieran back? Yeah, I think so. Jozo... Did okay against Kilmarnock. Didn't really put a foot wrong, to be fair. But the Motherwell game, he should have won the header before it went up to Gamboa, where he was fouled, apparently. <laughs> fouled in inverted commas. <laughs> so <laughs> there's still a question mark over that. Benkovic wasn't great in the second half against Kilmarnock, but that team's been playing well. So I just stick with that team. There's five days of a gap now. We know what we need to do. Just go in, get it done. I'm not. I'm not actually that nervous about the game. I'm. I'm looking really, really. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm. I'm extremely nervous about Fouled. it. Fooled. We Gamby's lucky to be alive after <laughs> that challenge. That's a disgrace. Um, I'm just going. Look, I'm just going to say it. I was going to save it for a big punchline, but I'm just going to tell you. I think we're going to lose. <gasps> I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just get out. <laughs> I've opened the door for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it easy for you. <laughs> nah, I just. Uh, I just think. I just think it's. I just think they're a, a good team. Oh, they sure are. So are we. I know we are, and I know before I've said don't be afraid of difficult, um, but uh, I just just get in the pit of my stomach. I just feel like it might not be our night. See if you had this had been a few weeks ago, I would be very wary of it. The start of this campaign was disastrous, but now I just see this team is performing. They're performing well. The passing is sensational. We've got that pitch down. Horrible weather recently. A long time since mm. we played at Celtic Park, but we just passed the ball seamlessly. Full house, bright lights. Let's do it, boys. Well, they have danger men that we know about before. They have De Boer, who's the who's not not that one, not Ronald or yes. Frank, but um, it's not you. It's no, it's De Boer who plays up front for Israel. We've seen plenty of him recently. He was he was obviously the danger man against Celtic and played twice against Scotland. They also have Takumi Minamino, mm-hmm. the Japanese striker. He scored against Celtic then? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That debut was really dangerous against yeah, us yeah, in, the, in, the, in the first one. He's a... It's, a, it's a really good indicator, this game, because of the away Salzburg game, although it was the score line wasn't too bad, but mm. we were really yeah, outclassed yeah. and outperformed. Same with the Leipzig away, and we've seen how we can change, we've changed that round. Be a good indicator to see where we are. If we can get the point or the three points, get through and... I'm a, Putting a German team out of this competition is no mean feat. No, like, definitely, especially yeah. the start we got in this Absolutely. group. So it looks like Leipzig will beat Rosenberg. Rosenberg have nothing to no. play for, so we have to. We just have to go in with that mentality. It should be a cracking game. I'm really looking forward yeah, to yeah. it. They're just off the back of a draw to a team called, and I'm not kidding here, Flyer Alarm. <laughs> Fake. That, no. that can't be real. It's true. <laughs> Flyer Alarm. Admira. They just drew two two. That was their last game. Um, on Saturday so they're coming here Thursday I'm going to put you on the spot boys Celtic win this Celtic draw this we go through the Europa League which is quite a turnaround from where we were a couple of weeks ago do you think we're going to have Europa League football after Christmas? Yes and it's going to be 2-2 and absolutely terrifying from start to finish 2-2? yeah 2-2 yes I think I think I think if they use your microphone Melly. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think if they make a lot of changes, we'll win. If not, we'll get the draw we need. We're going to Hibs. Yep. Um, we trip to the capital. A wee trip to the old Ricky. That is... Um, the arse is fair falling out of that Hibs team, isn't it? Surprising strugglers for the season. They are honking. But the um, eighth or something? They've fallen to eighth and they haven't beat anyone that isn't Hamilton Ackies since about September. I think they've gone on a, a, a quite a long streak of not winning. Yes. Um, finally broken by beating Hamilton Ackies in the most recent game there. But no, they're not, not good. And it's a, a real surprise because you look at the team. I know they've lost the guts of their midfield this season. They lost Alan McGinn and McGeoch, who yes. was, it was a great great midfield last season. I know they've lost that, but they've they've still got a lot of talent throughout that team and a good manager. So it's a, it's a real surprise to see them struggling quite so much. I mean, Neil Lennon's team has always performed at Celtic they, Park. They're up for it, yeah. They, they finally got a win at the weekend, so maybe that'll get their confidence. They've got a full eight days to prepare for this, yeah. whereas we're only going to have Friday, Saturday. So again, games are come thick and fast. Again, we said it last week before the Motherwell game, we can't drop points like that. For how poor Rangers have been in the last week, we're still only two points ahead of them. Yes, as we've said before, we've got that game in hand, but we want to be building this league before Ibrox uh, at the end of the, the month so we can push further on. We don't want to be dropping silly points against no. a team that is not on form. A nice wee Sunday early kick-off as well. I quite like those. Beautiful Sunday. Yeah. On that... On that bombshell, I believe, Stephen, you have a... Oh, do you want another, a quiz? Do you want a quiz, everyone? Quiz I, I feel like the listeners have come to expect this now. <laughs> I've, never, I've never won any of these quizzes. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to throw a kettle over a pub <laughs> to get some uh, recognition about you. I could think of 50 things you could beat Melly at <laughs> throwing. Uh, right, I'll change, the, I'll change the format up a wee bit. Anyone who listened last week would know it was a, a bidding system. You bid yeah. on players from, from past lineups. Same again this week. I've pulled a, a game between Celtic and Hibs. Just out of the past, just at random. Okay. And it's from December two thousand and three. This is this is a this doesn't suit me because some some guy tweeted me the other day trying to be snide. Well he wasn't trying, he was snide. He goes, Have you only supported Celtic for ten years? And I was thinking, Nah, <laughs> but I've got an awful memory when it comes to old Cel- recent old anything. Well, with that in mind, I've gone for a pretty big lineup here. This is two thousand and three. This is okay. big old Celtic here. Right. We're not going to do the bidding thing. We're just going to do a straight shootout, straight sudden death shootout. So we'll toss a coin to see who who shoots first, or you can pass it. So Jamie, call it melee. Call you... the coin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tails. It's heads. Melee. Do you want to shoot or pass? Uh, I'll shoot. Okay, so just need one from that lineup. I feel like this is a lot of big names here. I feel like this what was is going to. It was six 0 six 0 to Celtic. So I feel like we're going to go to the wire here. We might have to call in subs not used. Okay. Neil Lennon is correct. Rab Douglas is correct. <sighs> Henrik Larson is correct. Bobo. Yep. Yalbi. Yes. Thompson. Yes. <laughs> Petrov. Yes. Momo Seller. No. It's over the bar. Oh, hey. I, try, I try to get one from left field. I try to get one of the most difficult ones that may have been. Agat would have played. Yeah. Volharan still playing then? No, Agat didn't play, actually. No, yeah, so, Magnamara. Yeah, Mag- Magnamara so he misses, one, he misses one as well, so. Yeah, but he, he went first, so oh. you. Yeah. You could have had Douglas, Varga, Liam Miller, Baldy, Ross Wallace, Mialbe, Beatty. McNamara, Lennon, Petrov, Sutton, Thompson, Larson, Hartson, and subs not used were Marshall and Jamie Smith. Oh, Another mug for Melly. Yes. <laughs> you get him a shelf for these soon. I'll donate it to Chaz so okay. they can get it. There we go. And on that bombshell, it's not really a bombshell, Melly wins that quiz every week. I'm just destroying my, <laughs> just torching my own credibility here every time I play. But Melly is rain man when it comes to Celtic. Exactly. Um, that, that's all from us. And just a wee reminder, we are doing our Chaz Christmas Appeal. I will post the link on the 20 Minute Tim's Twitter. We will also set up a little online shop where you can buy the mugs where, of course, all the proceeds are going to go towards our Christmas Appeal. We're just trying to raise 500 quid. We could do yep. that. The amount of listeners to this podcast, Stephen, you could all give a penny and by, by the yep. end of the week, we will have raised our money. Eight pence. Yes. <laughs> um, and there is, of course, the Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash 20minutetims where you just get a little bit of extra content for, yep. a, for a small fee every month. And um, reviews. We've been getting a lot of reviews. Lots and lots of office-based I reviews. Love the office. yeah, I, like I, gen- I genuinely do love the office ones. It's, yep. Because I love the office, as you end the listen to podcasts. So see someone working a pod require. Hmm, 
podcast review into some office yeah. matter <laughs> and it's absolutely brilliant. How many reviews are we up at? Well, as everyone knows, Jamie, you have threatened all the listeners. We are aiming for 500 in January or else. Or else we I'm are going now... to do a naked podcast. <laughs> we are now at a staggering 463, so we're getting there. Getting there. That's absolutely fantastic. Thanks to everyone who reviews and listens to the podcast, who contributes to the Patreon and who gets in touch with us on Twitter and all those various bits and bobs. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.